and welcome to Walk the Pod, your daily walking show where I take my podcast for a walk because I don't have a dog and you take 10 minutes out of your day to pay attention to what's directly in front of you. How lovely to hear my voice. (laughs) Uh, I kind of wanted to say how lovely to hear your voice but then I realised that I actually can't hear your voice. I can only hear that you're listening and that's not something I can hear. And then I ended up saying how lovely to hear my voice which is possibly the most... (laughs) narcissistic thing any podcaster has ever said. Hello and welcome as I'm standing under a uh, horse chestnut tree is that I get very confused between what are the ones with the conkers? (laughs) I've only been doing this podcast for like 10 months how could I possibly know the answer to basic questions like that? The ones with the conkers anyway this tree with the conkers is full of conkers And that's pretty exciting because it means that when I pick the kids up from school tomorrow, I can bring them here and we can frolic under the tree and pick up loads of conkers. And you'll be able to hear in the background the Wimbledon Chase Primary School massive making an absolute racket. And I tell you what, having walked this cycle path approximately 100 times while while the schools were closed and the kids were at home, it was a bit of a bit of a sad sight seeing empty playground. So it's an absolute delight to see a a playground brimming with small children. Welcome along on what is not the most beautiful day in the world. It's actually a little bit overcast and a bit breezy. And I'm wearing a sort of autumnal coat thing, having swapped it from my um, usual sort of anorak that I tend to wear for podcasting purposes. Ladies, welcome along to Walk the Pod. I've had a sort of mega epiphany over the last couple of days Uh, and I don't know whether I can actually work out where to start with this epiphany in terms of explaining it to you. But it's basically along the lines of Uh, Something we've spoken about recently, which is scarcity. We've talked before about the fact that if I come to the world with with a mindset of scarcity, then I will, then I will worry every day about all the things I don't have that I feel it's necessary to have. Whether that be better relationships, more relationships, a bigger house, a better car, a more attractive spouse, a better behaved child, a dog, a, you know, this very podcast was built on a scarcity mindset, really, wasn't it? I built the entire thing on the fact that I don't have a dog. And and maybe this is the last episode, maybe this is the end of the podcast. Maybe I'm just like, well, I've solved it. And the answer is don't come at the world from the point of view of someone who doesn't have a dog. (laughs) <laughs> don't come at the world from the point of view of somebody who doesn't have anything at all like come to it come to the world from the point of view of somebody who has absolute total glorious abundance whether you feel like you do or not because we all do you know everybody listening to this has an mp3 player which means they have so much so much if you're listening to this you have no reason to feel like you don't have all of the things that you could ever possibly want. 
So, <laughs> I, can feel, I can feel the sort of slight begrudgement coming back at me through the radio. Not that it's a radio. Um, anyway, look, the point is, the point is, this scarcity mindset, I'm becoming really, really obsessed with it. And I want to add to that another concept, which is um, maybe possibly linked. I haven't worked out how it's linked, but I think it might be linked. And that is the concept of a reactive mindset. What, it, what does it mean to have a reactive mindset? When I have a reactive mindset, the way I look at the world is based upon things happening to me and me having no choice in how I respond. This thing has happened to me, I complain. Indicating that the fact that it's happened to me means I have to respond in a certain way and therefore things are bad. But that's not how life works, is it? Like, really, if you decide that the things that happen to you, the bad things that happen to you, are not bad things, just things, And if you come at the world from a, in a proactive frame of mind, i.e. I'm going to approach the world as somebody with real agency in it, who is going to, to some extent, do what I want with this 24 hours. (coughs) Then, then you have a choice. Every time something happens. And your choice is how you respond to the thing that has happened. You don't have to respond to a thing that's happened in any given way. You can choose. And this to me is a bit of an epiphany. To be like, ah... This person at work is being very, very strict with how I do a certain thing. That does not mean I have to listen to that. It does not mean that I have to do it the way they want it done, just because they're being strict about it. I have my own agenda in work, beyond work and outside of work, and I have a choice. Now doesn't mean I can just refuse to do things that I'm being asked to do by my bosses but it does mean that when somebody says please do this thing in this exact way I can say well maybe but it might be better to do this and if I really put my heart and soul and commit to that point of view and explain why and give a good reason chances are they'll probably be open to listening to that. And similarly, if somebody says, would you like to do this social thing? You have a choice. You don't have to do it just because they're they're your friend. You can do what works for you. My therapist said to me the other day, everything that happens to you, everyone who comes to you and says, would you like to do this thing? It is an offer. Even if they haven't phrased it like that, it is an offer and you can say, that sounds great, no thank you. Or, that sounds great, yes please. I don't think you have to do it just because they're your friend. 
And I think there is really no limit to how far you can take that. And yes, sometimes it will upset people, but then you have to think to yourself, well, if people are really upset by me having some agency in the world, are those people that I want to spend any time with? Probably not. And if you're brave, you don't have to stay in your job, your relationship, your friendships, anything. You can move and make new ones. And the uncertainty of that is terrifying, but it gives you enormous freedom. And I'm not saying I know this every day. I definitely don't know it every day and there have been many months over the course of recording this show where I have not known it but I feel like I know it today so I'm sharing it with you in the hope that that is a useful thing to share even though I'm sharing it in a quite a listen this is how the world works kind of way I'm mostly talking to myself as usual that's kind of what this podcast is there's a lovely uh, model which I've been reading about recently, uh, put forward by somebody called Stephen Covey in a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which was published in 1989. Stephen Covey says in this book that there are two circles. One is everything that you care about, and that is called your circle of concern. And a smaller circle inside that circle It's a circle of things that you care about and have some control or influence over. And that circle is called the circle of influence. And it's worth bearing in mind that spending time and energy on things which are inside the circle of influence can make the circle of influence bigger. As you're seen as effective, proactive, and somebody worth dealing with. Spending a lot of time and energy on things which are inside the circle of control. Sorry, inside the circle of concern, but not in the circle of influence. Arguably completely pointless, because you can't influence them. Now, you have to work out which one is which. That's the crucial, that is absolutely crucial. Can I control the weather? No. Can I control what clothes I'm wearing in the weather? Yes. Can I control what the government does? No. Can I control what my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, mother-in-law thinks about my choice of tattoo? No. And if there's nothing I can do about something, it doesn't mean that I stop caring about it, but it does mean that I'm going to stop spending time and energy on it. (coughs) Because... I'm going to choose to spend the same time and energy on things which are inside the circle of influence. And somehow that idea is linked to not having a scarcity mindset. I think, in fact, that people who work inside the circle of influence are being proactive. 
people who work inside the circle of concern that is not the circle of influence are being reactive. And arguably, if you work outside of your circle of influence, you may end up with a scarcity mindset because you may feel that you cannot have things that you want and that there's nothing you can do about it. It will feel like there's nothing you can do about it because you're trying to control things you can't control. And if you understand what you can control and you work on things in that area, you may not need a scarcity mindset because you may realise that you're working on things you can influence and control. And therefore, if you keep working at them, and if you're patient, you'll probably get them. You won't necessarily get them, but you might get them. And arguably, if you won't necessarily get them, then they're not in that circle. They're in the outer, they're in the outer circle. Is any of this making any sense, bodies? Have you all switched off by this point? Probably. Because I'm being quite annoying today, I realise that. Do you, ever, do you ever talk to a friend and just think, oh, you're in quite an annoying mood today? That's the mood. That's the mood that I'm in, and I'm sorry. But at the same time, you know, one of the unique and beautiful things about this podcast is that you get exactly what mood I'm in. Some days, I'm being annoying. This would be one of those days. (laughs) Have I spoken about what I can see directly in front of me? I spoke about the horse chestnuts earlier, didn't I? That'll do. I think that's enough because I'm well over time by this point. It's been an absolute delight to walk with you as ever. Thank you so much for walking with me. If you found any of these concepts helpful, if you find any of the reading that I share with you helpful, join the Walk the Pod Walking Club to encourage me on my mission. Go to rachelwheelieisfunny.com. If you want to leave me a message, go to walkthepod.com. Press the button, mark message, and leave me 59 seconds of your beautiful voice. And if you don't like leaving voice notes, email rach at rachelwheelie.com. Thank you ever so much for listening as ever, and I'll be back with episode 12 tomorrow.